1: Oh man, 3.30 in the morning. Ready to go to the airport. I prefer the earliest flight possible because after a decade of consulting and traveling literally twice a week for every week being on the road 300 plus days a year for 10 years you know I, my body just trained itself to be able to pass out within 30 seconds of takeoff and just sleep for at least 3 hours straight before you know I wake up it depends on how long the flight is but yeah Got my coffee. Oh. Today is actually my uh, wedding anniversary with Jenny, so, never ideal to be traveling on your own I mean it's not like it's for work right I'm traveling to New York City which is by the way her favorite city outside of Amsterdam and to see her best friend t- tonight tonight, and hang out before the match uh, Saturday tomorrow and where we got married in New York City in City Hall so yeah <laughs> I feel bad but that's why I have a awesome wife. She's she's down. She's hip, you know. Gonna get some air in here, man. I love driving that with a window down getting a little too hot for that now, or I'll have, but I'll even drive with it. fuck the planet, I'll drive with the, the window down and the air conditioner on blast, for whatever reasons, ever since I was able to get a driver's license, I just love to drive with at least the window cracked open, optimal is left elbow hanging out, getting an uneven tan on my left side. So you know how they call video logs, vlogs, you know, like you put it on YouTube or whatever. So I don't know, is this an A-log? audio log what do you call that right for whatever reason doing this reminds me of listening to NPR I don't know why hopefully it's uh, not putting anybody to sleep because the journey has just begun I couldn't fall asleep I always get hyped before a trip like this so same thing daily fucking VIP. Daily. Give me a ticket.
2: Handrail. Please be careful while riding this escalator. Do not while riding this escalator.
1: Yo, yeah, it's mad empty in here. Holy cow. I feel like they opened the airport just for me. You know what I'm saying? Looks like we're walking to gate C Pretty sure that if I got Like if they wanted to torture me They'd trap me in this hallway with this music It would drive me insane So the walkway platforms that allow you to walk super fast. Yeah, those aren't working either. Way to go Atlanta. All right, one gate down.
3: Reduced service mode is fake
1: news for there ain't no plane train. We've reached the tropical jungles section of the concourse. You know, most people don't even see this stuff because you take the plane train. I'm on a journey. The jungle keeps getting interrupted by that stupid bitch talking about the plane train being in service mode. Trying to enjoy the jungle here. Come join Jay on his journey as he walks concourse to concourse. Because the plane train is operating under reduced service mode. Yo, the train. The train. It's here, I think. Yo, yo, yo. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, uh, the, the only train that's working is going back to the baggage claim. Ugh. I'm losing my mind guys, it's happening. I better head, maybe I should just head backwards and take cover in the jungle between concourse B and conc- Sorry, concourse A and concourse B.
2: <laughs> Whoo! I'm just
1: gonna take a break right here.
2: <sighs> shut up ladies! Shut your mouth!
1: The nice thing is I'm literally the only person on this escalator, I'm the only person within at least 300 yards. Like I, didn't ha- I had someone like 100 yards in front of me in the concourse, I had someone maybe 300 yards behind me. So I could just yell and be, stuff that you'd be afraid would get you noticed by security during, you know, walking through a normal herd of people on a given day. I don't fly southwest often, but when I do, I choose to fly so early that my TSA pre-check isn't even there. The lines make no sense. They make you take all your stuff out. You get interrogated, and there's no plane train. That's how I like to do it. Ladies and gentlemen. had a team play in the CONCACAF Champions League this year. <laughs> I mean they got beat by Shivas, but <laughs> yeah. but still, I mean, that's something, it's better. Yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, baseball yeah, there, yeah, but yeah,
4: yeah. I'm a baseball I had a friend yeah. Christian
1: Polanco who's Dominican, who lives yeah, yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he flew down there for the
4: match. But on the last couple yeah. of years, I don't you know, doing that much but they now with
1: yeah. Well, I'm actually here to watch a soccer match. I'm here to, to watch a Major League Soccer match. I like it. So Atlanta, I'm a Atlanta fan. Yes. So we're playing NYCFC yeah. at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. So yeah, it's good. We're gonna have like 300 Atlanta fans there. Yeah. Just traveling in and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, we, ooh. It's gonna be dope.
2: So, I yeah, love our team because it's all
1: it's all South American guys. They play sexy football. You got yeah. This guy Miguel Amaron, twenty-two year old,
4: uh, yeah, no, I, yeah I,
1: Paraguayan. I, I you got uh, Tito Vajalba, who's an Argentinian-born, taking this pa- dad's Paraguayan passport too. He wants to play him for Paraguay. Yeah, 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 Leandro Gonzalez Pires. Now this new kid, uh, Barco, from we bought, bought like for Independiente that. for fifteen million dollars
4: got money in that but in that in that in, the, in that depot right now. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Well, Arthur Blank, who owns the team in the fa- Atlanta Falcons, I mean, he just keeps pumping money into it. It's great. Yeah. Because not a lot of owners, like uh, like if, if you look at New England Revolution, yeah, right, they're owned by Kraft, who owns the Patriots. Yeah. He didn't Patri- put any money into the soccer team. Nah, 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 nah. Nothing. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. So. So start, start a Start to see some teams finally start yeah. putting some like LAFC just came in and they, you know they, it's kind of exciting to watch but it's still going to be a while till we start seeing all the teams kind of follow suit and bringing in a lot of this young exciting talent from Central and South America right yeah right now
4: 18, 20, years yeah, old
1: yeah. I think we'll end up selling Miguel Almarone at the end of the summer probably for 25, 30 million to,
5: wow
1: yeah off to He's Europe good boy. so in Atlanta I paid for this TSA pre-check so I could go and skip the line And I, so I paid like 85 bucks or whatever it is
5: That's and then
1: I you know I, you have to give them your blood and a passport all that I mean you just gotta do everything you gotta show up to the airport and do an interview so I finally get it and I've done it several times and I've, it saved me so much time That's good. and now this time I was like I'm gonna take the earliest flight out to get and have a whole day ahead of me today right well I get to the airport and there's like 100 people and I was like, well, where's the TSA line? They said, oh, we don't even open that until 5 a.m. So or, uh, so I'm there at 3.30 trying to get my 5.30 flight. So I had to get in the regular line. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you basically, I'm paying for, it's like I paid for this thing, but it only works certain hours of the day. What? <laughs> yeah. There and no, then you
5: have to stay for the the, the Oh, the yeah. Property? Oh, and then
1: it was crazy. So I go up, and just as I was about to go into the all the rope lines and all yeah. that stuff, She stops me and cuts me off and puts the tether across, right? And then, like, 70 people all on the left side. She took 10 minutes and moved them all over to the right side.
6: Yeah.
1: Because they had a security line open there. Yeah. And then as soon as she uh, opens up the line to let me in, they opened up just where she had moved all those people.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: They opened the security line there. So all these people watched me... Cut ahead of them. Ah. Oh my god, they were so mad. It's so
5: mad. <laughs> it makes yeah. no, no sense. You're paid for that. Let me Hey,
2: Carlos. Mm-hmm.
1: This is unrelegated, another Elaine United podcast for the people by two other people. Only this time, instead of Jay and Kelly, it's myself in the NYC with Mr. Kevin, the Kevin. Is How do you pronounce your couple. last name? Is it Vitell Is it? Oh, that's just the
4: yeah, name. Is it, is it Brown? Is it? It's Brown. It's just Brown. Brown. Yeah, Kevin Brown. I, I didn't know if it was like your middle name or it was just a. Oh no, that's the. Uh, it's actually ancient Norse. <laughs> you can go and uh, look that up if you want to, but uh,
1: yeah. I would have totally thought that, too, but just by looking at you. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the Nordic Africa, right? Yes, yeah, so you yeah, know it. It's, yeah. uh, the,
4: the Vikings came down there.
1: <laughs> so we're at a pub, a uh, number of uh, resurgence folks, and a mix of others at East Harlow or Harlow East on Lexington and 85th or so. And right on the sixth line, because, in you know, very shortly here, like in an hour, we got to be at the stadium and line up and get in there you yeah. know because we got a match today It's going to be a great match NYCFC rematch yeah man after a draw last time one versus number two yeah and we're both coming off u.s open cup games so we both had some first team players playing in that yeah. but for the most part a mix of kids or or other folks um
4: i don't i don't know what do you what do you think what are you expecting today uh i don't know i'm i'm think they're going to be in a little bit of turmoil with this Vieira news, man. I yeah. think it's going to be a little,
1: little off. They have I – I don't have stats in front of me. We're total mobile right now. Mobile rig going mobile. I I'm not prepared with statistics. So, But
4: they, it seems like they've lost a few recently. Yeah, and they just got that beat down from the New York Red Bulls again. 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 <laughs> Brutal. I mean, their fans
1: are not happy right now. They are not happy at all. Yeah. I'm surprised they weren't throwing turkey legs, but then we found out we found out they don't do the turkey legs in the stadium anymore. I was really looking forward to a turkey leg. <laughs> I really was. But they have bacon
4: on a stick, I was told, which is a little different. I don't know how they do that. That's a little Listen, anytime yeah. I come up to New York, I want some street meat, so what <laughs> if they got something they that's yeah. good enough. And to clarify, we're running right now on full on Essa Bagel from First Avenue, Lox, Pumpernickel, slightly toasted. Very good. It was so delicious. Yeah. So delicious. And about the size of my head.
1: Yeah. As you said, like three bagels you <laughs> would get like in Atlanta, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think what Tim in Slack said, it looked like uh, one of those cookie cream-filled cookies. Double stuffed. Double stuffed. <laughs> Double stuffed. <laughs> stuffed with locks and love. <laughs> so you flew in today, this morning. I flew in yesterday. Um, I... I'm looking at this match. I don't know what to expect, especially with this field. You never know. Yeah. We haven't had much luck up here um, with the size of the pitch, but we're also playing in a different formation than before. We seem to be playing, um, even with all the missed chances and all these things we talk about, we've been playing pretty consistently, I feel, yeah. uh, even with the results may not have been consistent. So I'm thinking if this – if with Viera leaving, with Via maybe got a knock at the U.S. Open Cup, they have to mix in some players – Like, this seems like the best chance we may have. Yeah, and it's Tata's
4: second time here, so he knows how to play here. Right, he didn't know what to expect the first time. He just said that last season, so, yeah. yeah. I think think they're going to be all right. And also, I mean, one of these Mickey shots have to go in, man. One of them have to go in. It's mathematical or science or something, right? He just keeps shooting so much. One of them has to go in. And I'm going to predict it. I'm going to say Nagby gets a goal that doesn't get taken away today. Right, right. It's going to be a nag. Go. He's rest. He's well rested. Didn't play at the uh, cup game at all. He was just there warming up. That's it. Awesome.
1: Already getting some chants going on. Love it. Getting ramped up. This is very bizarre to tailgate in the middle of Midtown yeah. Manhattan. <laughs> and then we're going to march to a train.
4: Take the train up. Hop the six up into the Bronx. And then march a little bit more to the stadium.
1: And then march some more to the stadium. Excellent. <laughs>
4: I think, talking about CFC
1: fans, they don't really get to tailgate either. I mean, they just all kind of spread out different bars in the Bronx and stuff. They,
4: they need a field more than they're going to need a new coach. Or a, at least a parking lot
1: or they something need- to hang out in, you know, yeah. and commiserate after games or <laughs> definitely
4: cook meats before the game. I mean, they just have these pubs they got to go to. Nah, and there's not enough space. They just yeah. need enough space for all their fans to go hang out. It's one of those things where all MLS
1: teams can agree on, like, NYCFC fans don't want to play in a baseball stadium. We don't want to go and play them in that stadium. Yeah. So we have some consensus. Don,
4: somebody.
2: Somebody. Sheik. <laughs> Figure
4: Figured out, right? Somebody do something so that they can get a nice soccer-specific stadium.
1: <laughs> so what are your plans after the game, uh... I've been so
4: – I haven't even thought about it yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, uh, meeting up with some friends from uh, college. I'm going to hang out cool. a little bit. Uh, they got One of them has a kid, so I'm going to see this kid for the first time. Kid's adorable. Absolutely adorable. Are Look. they going to be at the game too? or Just the dad's going to be at the game. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, we'll see the kid later, uh, hang out with another friend, and then I'm catching a flight back to Atlanta at 10 p.m. Well, yeah,
1: it is an early afternoon game, so at least there's that. Yeah. And then I fly back tomorrow morning, so I'm probably going to make an early day of it, maybe put together some more audio uh, I know Kelly's in L.A. She got the hookup, VIP, through that. networking and the Cooligans, or other things. Or maybe it was Robin uh, from, from Terminus Legion. I don't know what happened from MLSfemale.com. But she ended up getting a back behind-the-scenes tour. She was deep in StubHub. With, with the maintenance guy. I don't know if she was grabbing shoes or <laughs> kits or what. Like I don't know what's going to happen. And sh- so she's posted pictures. I don't know if she's recording any audio. It'll be interesting to find out. Um, obviously, if she did, we'll patch it in with everything else and put it out. So yeah. I'm excited to see what's happening there because I did not think that was going to happen while she was out there.
4: Oh, I also might want to try to see some of that France-USA since they're playing the first France team. Right. <laughs> that's going to be interesting. That's going to be
1: fun. Germany finally won
4: against hey, Saudi Arabia. Listen, man, they're doing all- They're going
1: to be all right. This is what always happens, though. Before the before the World Cup, they the get their people lose friendlies and they're like, oh, that's it. And then if you win a friendly, like against a fourth-string Bolivia, here we go. Yeah. we're, we're the These kids are going to be the greatest.
4: <laughs> I feel like, you know, you get those losses out before you get to the World Cup, so you don't have to worry about them then. Get them out of the way. That's how, that's how you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deutschland. All right, Kevin. Let's cut down to it. What's your score prediction? Score prediction. I'm going to say 2-1, goal by Nagby, and another Joseph Martinez goal to keep him, keep him in that golden boot race right up top. So before the U.S. Open Cup match, I was thinking a loss, like 2-1.
1: But after watching them play and just with Vieira leaving and everything else going on, maybe some injuries they picked up in U.S. Open Cup, like you said, knowing the field, Tata, they've now is our second time playing up here, I think that we get away with a 3-2 win. Yeah. 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 I'm with that. Yeah. I think Morales is going to run all over the place and do what he does. Always. Oh, nice. um, yeah. But I think at the end of the day we get three points. I think it sets us off sailing into the World Cup while everybody else has players lost, and it's going to be a great opportunity to steal points over the
4: next few weeks. And some confidence going into this Columbus game would be nice. Absolutely.
1: Well, thanks for hanging out with me, Kevin. Thanks for grabbing a bagel. Thanks for riding the six with me, and I look forward to going to the match here in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Kevin and I survived. We did not end up on the sixth train all the way to Connecticut or wherever. Doesn't go there. But either way, the Cooligans were messing with us because we said we were on the sixth. And they were like, okay, this guy doesn't know where he's going. And you were texting us going, no, take the four. So we did. We took the four to the 125th Street. Everything was fine. We made it off. We're here at the dugout, which is a third rail uh, pub across the street from Yankee Stadium. And uh, I'm here with Neil. What's up, Neil?
6: Doing well. How about yourself, Jay? Good. I'm doing really well.
1: So Neil invited us out here. He came to the Atlanta United tailgate when we played NYCFC in Atlanta. That was a draw. Neil just, he's, he's famous now. He, I think he just got finished doing an interview with NPR or something. So we're going to be competing, you know. So I don't know. Big shot now, Neil. What's going on? I mean, well, how do you feel today?
6: I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah very eager to get this game on the road like yeah this this is a big one could be a big one now could be a big one end of october so
1: so how are you guys feeling coming off the the last few weeks and Vieira with the news now leaving all
7: of that
6: yeah uh it's been a little bit of a roller coaster um uh obviously big win against orlando Last Saturday. Yes, thank you. By um, the way. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, big fan of Orlando losing. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy that, um, especially with Jason Christ and uh, Sasha question hitting the uh, post on was, the PK. Uh, right. Yeah. Pretty, I don't know I don't know pretty, why they didn't let fantastic. me take that. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They just yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I was uh, I was in Harrison on Wednesday. That was not fun. Um, happened again uh but yeah it's uh i mean those games are like several times more important than a lot of other ones that we have just because of the rivalry matchup so yeah our our winless streak in the u.s open cup continues but uh always next year now time to focus on the league
1: well i mean there's no fear that you guys aren't going to make the playoffs or anything it's just more of a matter of pride playing your you know the new york red bulls yeah, and sort of. I think that's the most. I don't see much after a loss here or there. We all get losses on the road, but whenever you guys lose to New York Red Bulls, like that's when I see New York City Football Club fans come out of the woodwork on Twitter. Like, there's just the rage <laughs> is everywhere. I think it would be like if we lost to Orlando, which yeah. we <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Kevin yeah. say that. Again? Don't even say that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll have to do three hail marys or something later. Yeah. I'm not even Catholic, but I'll do it. So we have a uh, an interesting game coming up. Vieira, this may be his last game with you guys. Also, looked like David Villa may have gotten a knock or something was taken off early with the U.S. Open Cup.
6: Uh, he didn't get a knock or anything. It was just sort of let's let this 15 year old kid get, to, okay. get a, make his pro debut. Okay, yeah. so
1: that may have been something. And I, I didn't know. You know, that was just something yeah. I saw online. Yeah. I'm not looking up medical stats or calling you know people and the medical staff in New York City. That I have dirt on, you know, tell me the rub, but going into this game, Kevin and I were talking earlier, and our first game against you guys, we struggled with probably the worst game, one of the worst games we've ever played was against you guys last season. Oh the May
6: 7th game, the 3-1. Yeah, here at
1: Yankee Stadium. Tata admitted as much that he didn't know he didn't know anything about the field. That, but that he felt like, okay, now I know how the dimensions are, how they play in the situation. We're also playing a different formation now. We're playing more consistently even with some of the losses we've had. So I feel like this is more of an even matchup. You know, we drew last time when you guys came to, to Atlanta – What are your expectations
6: coming into this match? Uh, It's going to be – I think it's definitely going to be intense like the game in Atlanta was. That was very back-and-forth, one of the most back-and-forth games I've seen NYCFC People said it was the most
1: exciting soccer game they had seen all season. Yeah, and also
6: as an away fan in the stadium, it was really, really (laughs) (laughs) nerve-wracking. But, uh, yeah, so I think it's going to – I think this is going to be like a – it's going to be a statement game because we're, at, we're just at a point where we need that. And I think I could see a 3-2 NYCFC win. Keep up the perfect record at home so far, which okay. is low-key really like hard to do. And also, like, uh, got to keep the home for them.
1: So I think the consistency here is uh, before we got here, Kevin thought it would be a close game, but a 2-1 win. I thought early on last week, Uh, Before I sort of watched the U.S. Open Cup matches and really kind of got a feel for the Vieira vibe and what was happening with that, I actually predicted, I think, a 2-1 loss as well. But now I feel like coming in we have some momentum that it may be a close game, but it might be 3-2 Atlanta. So either way, it sounds like within a goal all the way around. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Either way, it's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure.
1: So for people that have never traveled to Yankee Stadium, uh, Kevin's been here once. I haven't. You mentioned there's bacon on a stick. You, you guys sent me the dining menu of Yankee Stadium. It's absolutely ludicrous how much food and different stuff there is there. What is one fan experience you recommend that we soak in or pay attention to when we're when we're in the stadium?
6: Uh, uh, yeah, some of the unique foods will definitely be up there. Well, you're mad because the turkey leg is no longer there, dude. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's like, well, first off, that's only I've only had one turkey leg one time in my entire life but uh and that was the it was at
1: the time that they got the picture on the tv yes. of you waving it around in yeah, a goal yeah it was, uh, goal celebration turkey yeah. leg goal celebration yeah well i mean at least no one could ever ever replicate that unless they brought yeah, their no, own turkey that was leg
6: when uh frederick Brillon dc united's new star center back scored a goal oh and i had just gotten back to my seat oh, at the no. start of a second half and uh yeah but uh yeah, no. It's my one of my good friends gets one sometimes two turkey legs every single game. So <laughs> I really feel for him about the uh, executive decisions uh, by legends concessions. So I'm gonna lane. be staying
1: away from the chicken bucket because anything that's chicken bucket, like bucket of chicken, fine. But I don't trust chicken bucket. That it's, order of words unsettles me. It's very dry. Well Zarvoiding it, very drunk. or whatever said, get that and I'm no. like and you, you immediately mm. were texting me behind the scenes and said, Do not no. get that. Yeah, no. Looking it's, out for looking out for me.
6: Um it's uh it's an overwhelming amount of fries. <laughs> um uh it's, so it's uh, really fried bucket with a side of chicken. Yeah, the the couple times I've gotten it, it's been like when I've brought a friend to the game, they said they were really hungry. And basically I would say, fine, I guess I'll split one with you. I'll have a couple. But you have to hold it the entire time. I'm not holding it. Like, it's, yeah, it's too much. Um, yeah, there are other good things to get.
1: Outside of the food, any weird customs that go on in the stadium? Anything that,
6: that you um, want people to know
1: about that you think is pretty cool? Or?
6: Uh, customs in the stadium. Uh, I mean, I think it's
1: great when the umpire comes out and dusts off home plate at halftime. That's uh, yeah, awesome. All right.
6: <laughs> You you really teed yourself up for that one. <laughs> I just thought of that one, believe yeah. it or not. Right. I just thought of that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, some of the goal things, The oh, the Tunnel of Honor before the okay, game. Okay, what's that? It's basically uh, FDMY and NYPD members basically form oh, a tunnel yeah. holding scarves up. That's um, dope. At, at which it leads the player procession. Like they, the players just walk out in between them.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that anywhere else. In the country, that sounds like a New York, total New York City thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey Neil, I want to thank you for having us out. Kevin, did you want to add anything?
4: Nothing at all. Let's get this win.
1: Okay, yeah. I want to thank you for having us over, uh, walking us into the pub so we no. didn't get your, jumped by it. all the hooligans. <laughs> because you know, as the front office Relax. said, the front office said, uh, you know, that's a trouble area, guys. Stay out of it. And uh, Neil was like, "What are they talking about?" So, typical front office no. behavior. These, yeah. Nice, nice for all of our front offices to be so in touch all with right. the fan base and the, our culture of what's happening. So, tip guys, reach out to your to your uh, supporters groups of the other teams if you're interested in going to areas. They will give you the real lowdown on where to go, where not to go, that sort of stuff. Don't rely on the front office. That's a tip from Jay, and you know, rely on talking to your fellow fan. You know what I mean? So, thanks again, Neil. Yeah, Look forward pleasure. to the match, and we got kickoff here very shortly. Yeah. All right, we'll come back later. Thanks, guys.
2: Get away now Get up back, and enjoy the ride Yo. One drummer.
3: Atlanta United family. How weird is this? I'm basically going on by myself. There's no one to hold me back. I can say all the things I want and Jay can like suck it. Um, anyway, um, as he probably has mentioned um, prior to me talking right now, um, we are actually in separate locations. I'm in LA here for a graduation with family and he is up in uh, New York uh getting to go to the amazing Atlanta United game which uh I'm sure as anybody is listening to this is wondering is it before or after well guess what everybody it's after so I will be uh expressing myself kind of vividly on the takes of the match but um I decided, actually while I was out here in Los Angeles for the time being, I wanted to see if I could hook up with some people and go see the Galaxy Stadium and or go to the Galaxy Match because they are in town tonight playing Real Salt Lake. So. I'm proud to say that I do get a go to an LA Galaxy match. Um, it will be sort of my first soccer match here in LA. I'd love to go to an LAFC game, but I have to work that out later. Um, but I also had the wonderful opportunity uh, to go tour the LA Galaxy Stadium yesterday. A wonderful person that works with the Galaxy, Allison Sorrell, uh, hit me up on Twitter and we connected. And I drove all the way down to Carson yesterday um, to go tour the stadium. And let me let me tell you guys, when when we were talking prior, she said there really isn't a bad seat in the house, and she was not lying. Uh, that place is is very much a soccer-specific stadium, even though it wasn't really built to be a soccer-specific stadium. It you have a great vantage point from any seat in the house. Um, I mean, and like. I'm gonna just say I (laughs) I took a full tour so I'm gonna explain really quickly sort of what I saw when I was walking through so we entered around the offices and uh, she took us down to uh, what you would call I guess the tunnels or the underbelly of the complex we got to walk past some of the locker rooms we tried to go in a locker room um, the LA Galaxy locker room but I believe there were players changing in it so um, sadly uh, we did not uh, enter into the locker room and or to see that but it's fine we uh kept going down the hall we turned the corner um saw a few of the managers and things of that nature and then i got to walk in and meet one of the coolest guys on the team in my opinion he's the equipment manager his name is raul and uh as much as i believe he's probably been with the team since day one uh Guy is a legend at LA Galaxy and one of my favorite things about uh, getting to go in and look at the equipment room is that there is a disco ball hanging from the roof of uh, or one of the I would say rafters uh, from the equipment room and um, I noted that it wasn't uh, spinning and or there were no lights on it. So I decided to DIY it, uh, turn my camera flashlight on and try to spin it myself. We had a good little joke about that. There's a little video you can find on Twitter of me trying to make uh, it spin and it didn't really work. Um, But Raul is a hilarious character. He's been with the team for years and uh, told me after the match tonight, if I ever get to come down to the Champions Lounge, I should have a shot of tequila with him. And apparently this is a thing that Raul likes to do. He likes to make everyone take shots of tequila. So we'll see if that (laughs) ends up happening tonight. But uh, we went from there to go past the weight room. Um, There are a few players in there. I think one of the Dos Santos brothers were there uh, sort of lifting weights and doing things like that. Then we walked around the complex. I got to see there's a half of the complex. It's like a, they have like a tennis court area really don't know what to call it but they do different events out of there um but it literally is a complex Step Hub center is a complex you've got like its own small little stadium seating for like a tennis size event on one end of the complex and on the other end of course is the field with all of the bleachers and things like that but i mean it is it is a complex. It's a park. It's There's there's so much stuff going on. They have a huge load in deck, things like that. So when you compare it to Mercedes-Benz, it's not as grand, but it is very wide and it has a lot of things going on with it. Um, we then went from the weight room out to see the tennis complex and then over to the loading deck. And then we got to see the Champions Club, I believe is what it's called. I can't remember exactly now. Um, but outside of the Champions Club, Club is the um is all of the trophies that LA Galaxy has won. And let me tell you, they're lit beautifully, and just walking near them really makes you want to touch one and or steal one and or hold one. Um so I had to sort of walk with my hands behind my back because um who, who's to say I wouldn't have left there with a little bit of silverware. Uh but yeah, and then we went to go tour the actual um arena and our arena would be a i'm messing up so many things right now and it was just it was just really cool it was a nice la day it was like 76 degrees with a breeze i mean it's, it's a very beautiful complex and you are literally right on the pitch it's it's gonna be really fun to see a game there um so all that said thank you so much allison for taking me uh, on a tour. I loved it. Uh, be on the lookout for some of the pictures we'll be posting here for Unrelegated in the next few days from that tour from LA Galaxy. But it, it really was an incredible thing and I'm, I'm so glad and thankful to Allison and the LA Galaxy for allowing me to, to tour the complex and to go to a game today. I'm super excited. Um, now into the nitty gritty of it all, Atlanta United versus NYCFC. As we all know at this point, it ended 1-1. At the end of the game, I had lost pretty much all of my hair, and my nails are probably to their beds. I was chomping at the bits come the last four minutes of the game, and we all know that that last uh, ball that hit the post um, pretty much took the breath out of all of our bodies for about a minute. Um, But all in all, uh, we get a point on the road, and we still... we still remain the best uh, team away from home in MLS, and uh, we get a point on the best team at home in MLS. It was a nail-biter for sure, uh, back and forth. I mean, when you look at the stats, it's very obvious that um, and NYCFC outplayed us, but um, Brad Guzan, man, Goose Guz had himself a night folks if he does not win a save of the year for that stop against um Morales I I I don't know what's wrong with the world you know like just to see that happen and think holy holy shit Brad did it again um uh sort of an insane to think uh but I mean let's talk about the real story here so eh, I don't know how to how to go about doing this We start the match, it's a lot of back and forth. God, when you, we always talk about how small that pitch is, but it doesn't really hit you until you watch a game at it again, and then you realize, oh, they're playing on a mini pitch, and it should be seven versus seven, because they're falling over each other, and there is literally no room to breathe, Um, but, you know, we start the the match, it's back and forth, and then I think maybe about ten minutes into the game... um, I believe it's Alex Ring takes down Miguel Almirón and uh, injures his shoulder a bit. Uh, it was interesting to watch it. Uh, obviously not live because I was not at the game like Jay was, but it was interesting to watch it um, <clears throat> on the broadcast and to see the replays because it seemed like Alex sort of pinched his shoulder, like it could have pinched a nerve or something of that of that end. But I know that they said Miggy went off. At halftime with a shoulder injury, that's that's all that the club has announced to us. But you could tell after that injury, he just was not playing the same. He seemed to be favoring his shoulder quite a bit. And he just seemed to pull himself out of the match. I was a little um, intrigued that they didn't try to take him off earlier. But I can understand wanting to hold the shape in the formation, uh, you know, going into the half. Um, and of course, it was still 0-0 at halftime. And then, you know, they sub him off and Romario comes on and we're starting a game with two strikers, which, you know, in, in reality, and as, as we saw with Romario and uh, the incredible, and I remember when Joseph squared that header, I sort of lost my mind. Uh, I was sitting on the couch here in L.A. It was about maybe like 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, And nobody was around me, thank God, but I sort of uh, (laughs) said a a few words that uh, probably aren't appropriate for children and um, lost my mind. Uh, What incredible header what incredible space that Romario opened up for Joseph to get that Um, that sort of shows you what two uh, strikers can do like that two poachers can do uh, when they pull weight from defenders but what a beautiful cross from Julian Gressel Uh, you deserve an applause for that sir. Um, but, yeah, so with that uh, addition of Romario Williams, you saw that our formation sort of changed. The, the lack of a midfield, um, even though Barco was there, uh, seemed to be glaringly apparent. And you could tell that something was missing. I mean, they obviously switched off uh, Barco for Kratz later on. But it, it almost seemed like when Atlanta United scored, we allowed ourselves to sit back a little bit more defensively and NYCFC is not a team that you can do that with because if you give them space and you give them room to try and create uh, shots on goal or create opportunities to get on goal they're, they're going to take those opportunities and I, I don't I even have the stats in front of me on um, how many shots on goal there were but I know that we were out shot that night we were the, the chances created were just not there for us and the The fact that NYCFC tied with us is sort of, um, well, let's just say I'm flabbergasted. And yes, Jay, that is a word. It's an actual thing. I am flabbergasted. Um, Yeah, I'll take it. I will will gladly take that point. Um, I I will tuck that in our back pocket and and, um, be really happy that we walked away with that one point. But guys, we've got to figure out our formation. And, you know, we should be happy that we did and we still remain the best team away from home in MLS, but something has got to click for our team. You know, I was I was saying to Jay, um, after that Columbus match, it felt like we had sort of gotten more comfortable, gotten a little bit more confident. Uh, it seemed like coming into this match it would be it would be a a free flow. And I think especially with Miggy going out like he did, it sort of um, hindered us a bit and it it, it gave us sort of an odd feel to the match. But either way, uh, Atlanta United plays NYCFC up in New York on uh, what we would like to say a mini slip and slide pitch. Um, and or a mini size uh pitch, as you could say, and we uh, you know, get a point, we draw. There you go. I, I don't know what else to say to this. Um, I'm sure Jay's got loads of wisdom. I, I'd, I'd love to hear, um, and I hope he does, uh, some commentary of, um, after the game on the experience of the fans and things like that. But, um, yeah, guys, Wednesday's going to be interesting. Um, but. I look forward to seeing it with all of you. Finally, I'll finally be back. And I believe that me and Jay are going to be actually at the footy mob tailgate for that match on Wednesday. So I look forward to seeing all of you again in, uh, face to face and in real life. Um, sort of being three hours behind all of you is a bit weird for me. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Uh, kind of strange. So, uh, I look back, uh, I look forward to getting back to the East coast and seeing all of you. And, um, Sort of seeing how this team adjusts and uh, figures things out. Come, uh, come Wednesday. Also, I'm sure me and Jay will talk about these wonderful rumors of uh, Barco possibly going to Argentina for the World Cup. We'll see about that. Anyway, uh, it was fun. I hope this sounds somewhat decent and I don't, uh, you know, sound like an idiot. Um, I gotta stop calling myself an idiot I'm, and Jay also tells me that I've gotta stop telling people I'm smart because it's sort of um, let's say it, it doesn't count if you have to tell people <laughs> either way uh, this is Kelly uh, from LA um, mad that I wasn't in NYCFC uh, or NYC with uh, Jay but we will see you guys all again on Wednesday bye everyone and and i can't i don't know how to turn this thing off this is technical difficulties people technical difficulties oh i've only it was only 14 minutes high five to me oh and no you're not getting a graphic um review right now because i have to goodbye everybody i'm gonna go drink wine and for number
2: Starting eleven for your electricity change the headstrong waves the love was rage that you're not the page the fight in
1: We're back after the match, outside the stadium, it is 1-1 is the final score, and I'm here with a special guest that I just ran to, Michael. Hi, how are you? How are you? (laughs) As he gets a bottle of water from his coach. (laughs) So Michael, we just bumped into each other, you saw my tattoo and we started talking and then I mentioned I'm with Unrelegated and you kind of looked at me like I was a ghost. Why was that?
7: Well, I, I I found you guys a few weeks ago, and I was I was looking for some connection. I'm I've been in New York for three years now, and uh, in the last couple of years, I've been a huge fan of Atlanta United. I've been really excited about the team. I've been trying to find some connection to the energy that's going on down in Atlanta, and 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 you guys unrelegated. That's been that's been one of my connections. Is, been how I plugged in, learned about what's going on with the supporters groups, and learning about you know what's going on at each match, and and uh, so it's been awesome. And it was a total accident. I noticed your tattoo, had no idea who you were even as we were talking. So it's it's fantastic to finally get to meet you in person. That's I think that's uh, a lot of a lot of coincidence and luck, but I'm very happy for it. Well, I do modify my
1: voice to make it sound much much better. That may be why, uh, because in real life, what people don't realize is that I'm talking now. I sound like a chipmunk. In real life. So, totally different. So, it throws everybody off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thank you for listening, by the way, number one. And we're definitely going to have to get you some stickers when Kelly uh, gets those designs done and we get those out. Um, Well, it's a draw. I mean, are you happy with it? Are you unhappy? How do you feel about the the result today?
7: Um, I'm very happy with it, to be honest. I'm a a huge Atlanta sports fan. You know, Falcons, Hawks, Braves. I I have been my whole life. I grew up in Atlanta. uh, Spent first 23 years of my life in the state of Georgia I never thought I'd say I was happy with a draw um but you know in uh, coming up here at Yankee Stadium there's not much more you can ask for they don't lose here so c- coming away with a draw coming away with that point that's that's crucial that's a it's a clutch performance from our guys um it was tough, you know. The field isn't; it's not as nice as it is in Mercedes Benz. I mean, they, they were slipping around, they were hurting themselves. Obviously, Miggy wasn't feeling very good. Martinez twisted his ankle up there for a little while, but he was still able to to head in a goal for us. So, and there's not much more you can ask for. I mean, that was that was a really gutsy performance. I don't know if it looked that way on TV, but it was it was a lot more harder earned than than maybe it appeared that it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Guzan was in beast mode, uh, it, but we were lucky to get away with a point, in my opinion. It could have been five goals in the beginning. Morales was just all over the place. For a short guy, he's always getting the, his head on the ball in the midfield. I don't know what, what that's all about. He's just everywhere. Um, it's Vieira's last match, so it just it felt like going in, maybe that would make it a little wonky. Uh, Miggy seemed to get injured. He was taking out halftime. There were formation changes. Obviously, after the goal, Tata went a little more defensively. It was great to see Romario up there. It felt like the formation change made a difference. Um, it obviously helped lead, to, to my, in my opinion, to the Joseph goal. Uh, with that being said, you know, this is your second match at NYCFC. How did it compare? How was it different from the first time last season?
7: Yeah, I mean, we, so we've been living, my wife and I've been living in New York for a few years and, um, and we're huge fans of Atlanta United as I, you know, I grew up there and, um, in Atlanta and we live 20 blocks from the stadium. Last year we came, it was cold, it was rainy. The team was obviously, it was very, it was very early on. They weren't playing well. I think, I think maybe they hadn't clicked yet. Um, and they just didn't, they didn't uh, they didn't show up for last year, so it was tough to watch because they, we got scored on three times and we didn't we didn't never get the ball in the goal. So this year was a, a lot better to see. I mean, the defense really stood up. Guzan was amazing all all game, and uh, and you know even though it was a little bit of a sort of a flash in the pan, Martinez got that ball in goal with, with the header uh, right after the half, and and that kind of was. The determining factor in the game I mean we could have easily walked out of here with a loss if he hadn't made that play.
1: I hope you're hearing this Kelly you get some competition here with the with the breakdown with the pre post-match breakdown going on here so I might have to fly up to New York and just do a, a podcast with with Michael every time I don't know we'll, we'll see it might be a little hard on the budget but <laughs> so you haven't made it down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for a match yet but we were talking earlier you mentioned that you have at least been in the stadium you've seen it you got your jerseys there are there any plans to make it down this year or is that a dream believe in your
7: dreams? Yeah, no, we definitely believe in our dreams. We we uh, showed up for a weekend where there was no there was no match, so we didn't get a chance to see the uh, the team play in Mercedes. Uh, you know, we want to be there though. We want to we want to see all all the supporters show up. We want to be around the sixty five thousand strong and and really be a part of that experience. We've got really good friends down there that go a lot and uh, and they love it and they tell us we got to show up unfortunately we haven't been able to do that yet so we come to yankee stadium and uh you know i mean yankee stadium's an iconic an iconic venue and um you know the maybe the field is in uh friendliest
1: staff outside of mercedes-benz that i've met because typically uh, well i would say kansas city also had super friendly uh-huh. uh staff but uh, great so i just want to give a shout out to to the yankees uh security and staff members and the people that had us up in t- 217 and were there to monitor us or whatever it didn't feel like that at all <laughs> like when you go to orlando you feel like you're being spied on and you know, uh, it's a very incredulous feeling. I feel like they're extra. like, what are you, the cops? You know, so didn't feel that way. felt very relaxed. Everybody was fantastic. Uh, so great environment to watch the match. As much as everybody gets frustrated on both sides with the field, and I think um, it, it was still a good match, a fun match to watch, a lot of back and forth. So as you know, you've listened. You've listened before. Usually, I ask two questions of our guests, but obviously, with the uh, fact that you've only been to NYC FC games, we kind of already talked about that. The second question is, who's your favorite player and why?
7: Uh, well, my my favorite player, my wife's favorite player is is Miggy. I mean, he's he's the one that kind of drew us in. We started watching games on TVs, uh, you know, early, early on last season. We started paying attention because we were, we loved the idea of a team in Atlanta and we wanted to see what that was all about. And and Miggy and that smile, just like. It it was it drew us in like we were like not only is this guy great at what he does, you know he loves it and uh, and that that was infectious I think for us but it was it seems like the fans. The team really rallied around that. I mean, he's he's the true heart and soul of that team. Um, you know, a close second for us would be Martinez because Yin uh, yang, baby. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he does not hide his emotions, and it is so much fun to see him whether he's really disappointed with a call and he's throwing his head back and his arms up, or he scores a goal and he's he's puffing his chest out and he's he's flexing his muscles for the supporters. I mean, he was awesome today. He was he's great every game. I mean, we we really love seeing him score. All the time, which basically is—that's what he does. That's his mo. Is he's putting the ball in the, in you know the net. No, he's getting that hat trick oh, this Oh, yeah. So I mean, we love that. Um, but you know, I mean, I, Miggy M- 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 was <laughs> is the core of that team. I'm sorry, Michael. Kevin Egan is just walking up on us right now. <laughs>
1: Kevin, what's going on? Sorry, bud. Great to show you guys.
2: How are you keeping? Hi
1: wow i was so upset by the way i was telling jillian that i missed you i took a mental health day i was like i'm gonna take a break because i got that all day soccer in the streets event so i'm gonna relax and you you reached out that same day and we're like hey i'm gonna be at the tailgate i was like no i'm not gonna oh, no. be there well
8: of, of all days but what about that game yeah oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah if any if ever there was a good point on the road to take away absolutely peppered yeah i mean guzan I didn't know polar bears could stand on their head. I don't know what he was
1: eating or drinking, but the guy was just insane today.
8: Polar bears eat everything, right?
1: (laughs) Do they? Yeah. (laughs) They are top of the food chain. So, yeah.
8: What are we joining on, by the
1: way? So uh, this is for Unrelegated Podcast. I've just been recording and interviewing, and I just happened to bump into him. He didn't even know that uh, I was uh, one of the hosts for Unrelegated. And then he was just looking at the tattoo. We were talking, and then I mentioned, I said, do you want to record something? And he said, why? Yeah, of course. I said, I'm with Unrelegated." He said, oh, I, I've been listening to you guys for a
8: month. <laughs>
1: but apparently I, they, people think I do like a voice change or something. Apparently as my voice sounds much deeper. Uh, I it does. Yeah, it, does. it definitely does. I think it does,
8: yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're working on it, Jack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. I, sound like a, I, tell, I was telling people on the air, I was like, I sound like a chipmunk in real life. I just modify the... You know, lower it sure, a little bit. It's,
8: it's great to finally meet you, folks. By the way, anyone listening, I've never met you before. We've always talked on Twitter. You're obviously very gift-hastic when it comes to the tweets, uh, or the twits, as my mom calls them. So, no, pleasure to meet you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just glad we got something from that game. Well,
1: since you jumped on the mic, you have to answer two questions before okay. you're, you can go. Right. Because he, uh, Michael just finished answering um, up his, which was his favorite player and why. So we'll start with the first question, which is what is your favorite Atlanta United match moment or game day moment could not may not be anything in a match, but just something you experienced uh, since the the beginning of the of the first season?
8: I'm not making this up. I met an old guy called Archie in the last home game, Philadelphia Union, and I was an old guy working at the stadium and I passed him and he had a big smile on his face. and He was up in the suite level and he was looking at all the fans making their way uh, into the stadium. And uh, this was just after our pregame show. I was making my way from the pregame set to the um, to the, the commentary booth, and I said, "Hey, how are you?" And he says, "Man, this is unbelievable." And I said, "What's your name?" And he said, "Archie." I said, "I'm Kevin." And he, he was in tears. Quite honestly, he had tears. And he said, I've never experienced anything like it. I went to a Braves game recently. And people said, I need to experience this. I need to go here. So, he, uh, yeah, he was working on the day. But he just said, I've never seen anything like it. The, the fans, the momentum uh, about the team in the stadium. And that, for me, stood out. It honestly did. Because this is a guy born and raised in Atlanta who's been there all his life, experiencing Atlanta United for the first time. And he was blown away by the, the level of energy within the stadium. So, that was one. The other one, I think, last season was my first home game for Atlanta United. Miguel I love how Al- you're cheating, by the way. You're just throwing in two. But I love it. Just no, do are right. No. I'm taking two. No, I i like should not do no. that. No, no, you but do on it. the field, on the field. i got Miguel- edit it out, Kevin's
1: It's fine. Miggy's hat-trick. <laughs> Miguel Almiron's hat-trick. It's a great thing about being the, the, the host and the editor. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Miguel Almiron's hat-trick against Houston. Special. After The first two goals were phenomenal. So those two moments, I think. Yeah. 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 What's the next question? I'm Favorite I'm player and why? Mine changes, like, weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, today it's Brad Gazan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Favourite player. <laughs> uh, Guzan, from, Guzan for a few reasons. I was uh, you know, an Aston Villa fan since I was probably five years of age uh, when I grew up over in Dublin. So Guzan on that front, but no question for me, Miguel Almiron is the star of this team. Joseph has all the goals. He, was, you know, he feeds inside the six. Barco's excellent. But Miggy is just so exciting, isn't he? Every time he gets on the ball, everybody's obviously on their feet. Uh, we are in the commentary box, and he's electric. So, for that reason, probably Miggy. And he doesn't stop smiling, which helps.
1: Yeah, I mean, he smi- stopped smiling a little bit with his maybe his arm or something yeah. was going on with his left arm uh, today. So hopefully that works out okay, and, and yeah. he comes back fit. Uh, we did see him change out at the halftime, but yeah, I, you know, you can't go wrong with that. as Michael calls him Smiley. You know, so. Eman Salah
8: only happens to the best. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. it. What is happening, Kevin? I don't know. I don't know. You could see it though, even in yeah. the first half, he was trying to play on. It was clearly Adam, and he just couldn't do it. So he had to make way. And and then the other thing, we talked about it in commentary, Dan Gargan and I. How many coaches in MLS have the cojones, right, at that moment? And I didn't say that on air. But how many of them ha- have the cojones to say, I'm actually going to go with another striker. Instead of putting on Kevin Kratz, instead of solidifying the midfield, protecting the defense, no, I'm going to put on another striker and play Barco in behind as well. Defensively, I think that left the team a little bit more porous. But... It also created the goal. It as did. Da, as we wouldn't have gotten that
2: goal
1: without it, and we could have. Yeah, e- I mean, we could have walked away losing. You know, all mm-hmm. po- all three points uh, as a result if that play didn't happen. A lot of what ifs, but yeah. So what's what's happening for you? Are we going to continue to see you through the World Cup cycle, or uh, with yeah. some of the broadcasts and stuff for yeah. the United games?
8: Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be here. Okay. Um, I'm hosting a show every day at BN Sports, right, at seven o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be a one-hour show, lots of games, lots of fun. Get yeah. involved on social media as well. Uh, hosting that with Kay Murray, and then I'll still be doing all the Atlanta games. So I managed to to convince BN to allow me, you know, do both. That's fantastic. And, um, yeah, I'll still be. I'll be in Columbus this week. Is else. that World
1: Cup tweet, your prediction tweet, is that still pinned to your timeline? Yeah, it is, yeah. I yeah. insist, folks, go to Kevin Egan's timeline, and instead of just shouting at him and you know, in frustration with whatever team that you support, <laughs> why they're not in the right ranking, go and give your top ten. Yeah.
8: Before the World Cup starts. I want your reasons as yeah, well. Underneath. Yeah,
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you went very in-depth. You had screenshots,
8: and I was like, you know, uh, I, was, I was like, does that, Kevin have an intern making this tweet no, thread? No, it's just coffee in the morning. <laughs> I, I've got I this I've got this chair in my living room I call the conversation chair, but there was no one else there, so I needed to do something. So I have my coffee, and I just started playing with it, and I said, you know, I never do this. I need to be more creative on social media. Shame on me. I don't. I just don't really have the time being honest uh and i had the time i had about an hour and i put it into it and we cover comma ball at being sports so, so we cover joseph and miguel uh, when they're playing for their countries and to see uruguay the, how this team has come together with some of the talent they have especially for me lucas torreira is an absolute star who plays for sam Dori. he's a player very much in the mold of marco Verratti, uh and who's going to have a big world cup i would think as is bent of course so those two players i wanted to pick out and up front they're talented clearly with uh, Cavani and Suarez and at the back so that's why they're in my top five but Portugal's the one team for me that everybody
5: wants to write off. You you agree? The thing about Portugal is that I think people are discrediting them uh, a bit. I think that there's a bit of discreditation for Portugal after the Euros and I think that they did fantastically well to hold it together against France after their talisman and Ronaldo came off injured in the 25th or 30th minute. Um, I think Portugal is 5th in behind Brazil, Spain, Germany, and France for the obvious favorites. I think Portugal is one of those teams that could sneak into a final spot or a semi-final spot after everything has been settled, just like they did in the Euros. I mean, if you remember in the Euros, they were um, winless after the group stage, I believe, if I'm correct, Very true. right? Very true. And they still went on to win the final against an absolutely incredible France team. I mean, you look at the defense they've got, the two main center backs for Barcelona in. Uh, pardon me, the two main centre-backs for Barcelona and Real Madrid in umtiti and Varane. They've got an attacking trio of, now it looks to be at the 2018 World Cup, Mbappe, Griezmann and Dembele, all of whom are incredibly talented and incredibly capable. I think France has the most potential but the least experienced. But when you look at how Portugal managed to hold their own after 120 minutes against them, it's quite impressive. I think that Portugal as a team are greater than the sum of their parts. I think the other dark horse for this World Cup could possibly be Belgium, who are... Possibly the opposite of Portugal in the sense that well the thing is on paper Belgium look like near favorites when you look at the talent with Azard, Lukaku leading the line and then an experienced back three if they choose to go that way with with company Vertonghen and Alderweireld but the problem is that Belgium have always kind of failed to meet expectations they've always looked better on paper I think that the lack of Rajneesh Golan will hurt them more than help them by I understand the coach's decisions to not bring him based on. Personality issues. Um, it's looking like an interesting World Cup, to Kevin, say the you bring least. Can a ringer in here? That's a plant. Give Absolutely. us your well, name. What's, your, us name, us yeah, what's your, name? your name, by the way? What's your name? My name is Robert, and I am an NYCFC fan. We have very a, he glad. And Robert's been very patient uh,
1: waiting while I interview Michael. <laughs> and I, th- I just and thought you guys were no, all in the same we, conversation. No, <laughs> so I've, said, just I've, I've just said, given the microphone. I've just given the microphone to Robert. Absolutely. I just let me finish it with Michael, and then and then Kevin came on. So we have a round table now. We do. But but either way, go and go to. You should go to his timeline, by the way, on Twitter
8: as soon as you finish here and, Kev go underscore and give, Egan. Your, give Kev your, underscore Egan. yeah, do and I want to hear. I want to give your top 10. top ten and why. For me, France though, I'm not convinced. Everyone, I, I, Rob usri is just rolling his eyes right now. I don't even roll listen. away. He, he Rob. hates podcasts, by the roll way. Roll He's not even listening to this. But guarantee it. <laughs> but for for me, I, I, um, I, have, I have an issue with Rafa Varane. Rafa Varane for me, he's he's a Rolls Royce defender in a lot of ways because people see him recovering from defensive errors because he's so quick. But his his football IQ. I'm just not convinced by him. I've seen him make so many errors with the ball at his feet. Uh, Whereas I think Umtiti is a top-class defender. Um, But yeah, I think Portugal, I agree with what you said about being greater than the sum of their parts. And the key there is Fernando Santos has managed to manipulate this team from being all about attack with the days of a young Ronaldo, with Figo, uh, Rui Costa, all through the years. But now it's much more of a defensive minded team that also now since the Euros has managed to bring through Gonzalo Gadesh, Bernardo Silva Bruno Fernandes from Sporting Club de Portugal is a phenomenal young talent they, they have such a beautiful mix and everyone wants to point out, oh they're too old they're, too old. they're not, all you're looking at is Bruno Alves defender who's not going to play he's there for experience alone, and then Pepe and Ronaldo 34 and 33 respectively elsewhere, they've got youth Throughout their team, Bruno Bruno Diaz or Ruben Diaz, excuse me, is a 21 year old defender who'll most likely start uh, throughout the tournament. So I'm I'm tipping Portugal as a bit of a surprise. Now, in saying all that, Jay Riddle, <laughs> I'm probably going to be laughed at in about two weeks' time when Portugal get knocked out because I'll tell you why. Iran and Morocco are no pushovers whatsoever, and Portugal will most likely lose the first game against Spain, and then they're kind of pissing against the well, wind. What about lower.
1: Argentina? Nigeria loves to play spoiler.
8: You know, I mean, in, in their,
1: Argentina's group. I mean, uh, nobody's even talking about Argentina. I'll see him in, in people's listings, but, I mean, I didn't even put them up there in, in the top five. Uh, I just no. I don't know how these South American teams are going to stay consistent in Russia. I don't know what st- the stats are statistically for South American teams in Europe. Uh, in European World Cups,
8: or just outside of South America, or outside of South America, yeah. period. Yeah. Uh, Colombia ju- is another question there yeah. too.
1: And I, so, yeah, Colombia. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they made some some uh, some noise. But at the same time, I just don't think they're going to be able to stay consistent enough.
8: Same with Uruguay. Um, they seem to just in these tournaments. But see, Uruguay, Uruguay are built are, are, are made of a different cloth, yeah. and they, they they are. Is that
1: from just watching them in? Uh, uh, I think in so. The, yeah, I, they, watching they, them in the tournament. They, in they're just
8: and they just don't give you know, to, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're so physical, you know, we want to talk about Mo Salah, okay? And and Ray Hudson said it on the show that I do, the extra on B in Sports, he said, Sergio Ramos is a pussycat compared to Diego Godin and Jimenez and what they will do to Salah if Salah proves to be fit for that first game against Uruguay. So, uh, they're, they're, we could talk for hours here. This is, uh,
1: Will there be another hand of God and from Uruguay?
8: <laughs> from Uruguay.
1: They just do. I mean, they'll do what you said. They'll do whatever it takes. No, there might be some crazy stuff. There's going to be some crazy yeah. stuff. And with VAR, yeah. they could introduce a whole... This is a country bu- of they three... Could become
8: a, they could become a real circus. A, I mean, con- a country of three million people. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. A country of three million people. You're pointing at me. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me?
5: I'm pointing at you because I want to agree with you. Okay. I want to agree with what you're saying. And I know that you've already selected Uruguay in the In my top five. Comment. Right, yeah. right, right. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the main difference between this Uruguay team and the Uruguay team that we saw in 2014 in the World Cup and even in the 2016 Copa America is that this Uruguay team has a midfield that can link the defense Correct. and Absolutely. the attack. You don't need to worry about the attack. You have Luis Suarez and Cavani, who Cavani has been... An incredible form for the last two years ever since Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. left PSG Cavani has been placed more centrally and he's been able to flourish in that role that's where he's comfortable that's where he likes to link up Suarez can play anywhere he can play on the left he can play on the right he can play in the center what Uruguay lacked in my opinion my humble opinion I don't know too much humble but what I will say is that I think Uruguay has that game-changing midfield in the sense that they have really begun to rely on one another they function more as a unit and you see the integration in terms of link-up play between the defensive line of Jimenez and Godin, like Kevin has already mentioned, who are incredible center backs who really will dominate and bully um, offensive attackers. The Uruguay team has a midfield that can link defense and attack, and I think that this World Cup is going to be the chance for us to see the complete version of this Uruguay team. They're not just a stellar back line of Godin and Jimenez. They're not just an all-star attack of Suarez and Cavani, but they have that midfield. They have Sanchez telling the midfield. They have Caceres, who's back from injury for a long time, who is incredibly, incredibly good at bringing that ball up from, from the back line into the midfield. So, I think that we're going to see this Uruguay team do something special. I hope we are. I hope I they finish. I hope, I hope they, they win the If
8: they win the group, then it's Portugal in the last 16. So, that if Portugal finished second as well. And hey, look who's joining us Danny <laughs> Gergen. Danny Gergen. we started a round table.
1: I can see this. And uh, we have Michael, who's been uh, NY. Uh, I'm sorry. boy. Love Talk to you.
4: Thanks, <laughs> mate.
1: Thanks, sir. Uh, by the way, the podcast is unrelegated on iTunes. We'll publish it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. What just happened? Uh, I, the guy is uh, savant, apparently. Um, I mean, he just something. came up and just started uh, taking I, – I thought he was a plant. I thought Kevin planted no. him to basically do the show. I didn't to Scooby-Doo. What was going on? So, so, Dan, it's great to see you. I was telling Kevin I was very upset that I couldn't make it to the tailgate last Saturday, and we, we missed each other when he was there. So
6: I heard he was down there. I actually missed it myself. It was way too hot for a diva like me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's
1: it's you know what? LA he, weather. He and couldn't have said he couldn't have said it yeah, yeah, yeah. better himself. No, so. I took a mental health day. I was like, I'm not doing that. And all day soccer, in the streets <laughs> event. I did the one last year. I know what that's like. So oh, yeah, yeah. No, so I, was running a little bit we, I even had a fan in that tent for Jillian. All of us. It was still hot as, as all get out on, no, sund- I sweat on Sunday. Sweat through my suit
8: like six times. <laughs> Honestly, I did. Where's Kelly did.
1: Francis today? She's in LA. In fact, Kelly got the hookup either through the Cooligans or Robin on MLSFemale.com, and uh, she yesterday she was tweeting out pictures with the, the 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 maintenance team of LA Galaxy getting a special one-on-one behind-the-scenes nice. tour of the LA Galaxy uh, of Subhub Stadium. Very cool. So she's been collecting content over there, and I'm going to get that stuff sent over to me at some point. And we're I've been collecting content here in New York the last couple days with this new rig very nice and uh roundtable events and meeting uh, a listener who you know just by chance happened to be here yeah it's great
2: Yeah, you found the one.
1: Well, we did lose that <laughs> other guy. Yeah. We had two at one point, Dan. I don't know what happened to that guy. but <laughs> I just assumed like maybe he'd
8: lost his phone or something and he couldn't download it anymore. But <laughs> Well, the Unrelegated podcast has never been so serious when that fella was talking about Uruguay. I missed it. What was he, what was, was he saying? I, I'm bummed that I just got He's talking about how Uruguay here. are now able to take the ball from defense into attack. He made some great points. I mean, he listed off. I think he listed the whole twenty-three man roster off. <laughs> yeah. I think, but it was just yeah. wild. Yeah, love, love that guy. Thank
1: you for stopping uh, by. Uh, shout out to him and NYCFC fans. So, fantastic stuff. Yeah. Well, you guys, are you fly I, I know that uh, talking to Jason the other day, you guys are flying back today, right? No, I'm flying back know. tomorrow. My oh, wife, you're hanging
8: out. my wife is somewhere in the city uh, doing tour. She's never been to New York before. What? My wife's never been. She's from Chicago. Yeah. Never been to New York.
6: Uh, hey, listen. I, I can't speak for that. <laughs> that's a responsibility that he's got to own up to. Yeah,
8: that's true. So she's in museums doing the rounds. I'm going to go for a, a pint with Dan Gargan here. If you guys cool. would like to join us, you're more than welcome. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm toast.
1: It's yeah. been a crazy couple of days, so um, I would love to love to tag along if that's possible. Yeah, Although I might, it might be a Diet Coke for me. But Tag along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag along. All right. Right, well, we head over? Are you signing off or...? I don't know how to do this. What do I do? <laughs> 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 I think
2: you the
1: mic. Do, oh, the mic drop? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't take his advice, Kevin. Well, I want to thank Michael again. Michael, Legend. Uh, <laughs> where can people find you on the Twitter or on the social medias?
7: Uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I actually have uh, a lot of burner accounts, um, believe well, it or not. <laughs> don't
1: give us those. Don't give us those. Well I might forget one? to edit them out or something. Uh, well, li- we'll let you think on that Yeah. yeah. Ke- yes, you are Kevin, yeah, I'm not Kevin, that guy, I'm that guy Where can they find you? Uh, Kev underscore Egan And Dan, where can they find you? Hey, Dan Gargan Yeah, you want to guys, any row row your boat? No, we'll save that
2: You didn't have to ask him,
1: he's <laughs> going to do it anyway I thought you liked my Kanye remix But anyways, I that's we're out of here I don't know if we'll be back uh, Well, Who knows how this will get cut up uh, It's just been absolute chaos Thank you, Michael, Kevin, Dan and uh, we'll we'll see you on the other side.
0: Let's fly away And find a land that's warm and tropic Where inhibitions are the topic All the live long days Let's fly
2: away
0: And find a land that's so provincial We'll never hear what Walter Winchell might be forced to say I'll make your life sublime far across the bl- Aren't the topic I'll oh, live long day Let's fly a highway Find a land that's so provincial We'll never hear what Walter Winchell might be forced to say I'll make your life supply Nature our messiah New York is not for me Let's fly away
2: Fly away Fly away and full cards are not permitted on the escalator. Please,
5: do not sit on the steps or the
2: handrails.
1: Guys, the plane train was working. Hope you enjoyed this unique presentation of Unrelegated A huge shout out to our Away Days guests this episode Without whom none of this would have been possible In order of appearance, thank you, thank you, thank you again To the Anonymous Subway guitarist Kevin Brown, that's K-E-V-E-N At Kevin Batil on Twitter Neil Gavoni at Govo Mojo. All of the amazing traveling and chanting Atlanta United supporters Mr. Burner Account Michael New York listener at mr underscore m h wilson kevin egan at kev underscore egan nyc fc robert and the impregnable dan gargan at hey dan gargan you can find me at jy underscore riddle on twitter kelly is at the kelly francis on all of the social medias and you can find us collectively at unreal atl on facebook twitter instagram and youtube or at unreal atl.com And as always, thank you to our sponsors, Mock the Agency and Dave Williamson Photography. This week, we're back in action at the Columbus Crew Watch Party, hosted by Footy Mob at Midway Pub in Atlanta. Come join us for our live recording this Wednesday, June 13th, or keep an eye out for it on iTunes, YouTube, or whatever your favorite podcatcher is uh, when it's released this Thursday. And lastly, have no fear lineup graphic review aficionados we will be going back and reviewing the nycfc lineup graphic as well as the new england rev uk's latest attempt at improving their own team's version of the non-existent new england revolution graphic aka that awful video lineup until then we'll see you next time